You've been listening to the Carol and Sills Combo playing their hit, Big Canoe. And today we'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break, Copa Targets, creating scanning targets for acoustic guitar players everywhere. Santa Cruz Coffee Break, a special podcast series brought to you through the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum, a place on the web where guitar players can comfortably get together and enjoy their love of great music, great players, and of course, great Santa Cruz Guitar Company guitars. Find us on the web at santacruzguitarplayers.com. Should you want to reach Santa Cruz Guitar Company, their web address is santacruzguitar.com. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is completely informal, and if you have ideas of topics you'd like to hear Richard Hoover express his thoughts on, please join us on the forum and send us a message. Please also note that all the opinions are those of the speakers and do not reflect the official positions of Santa Cruz Guitar Company, its employees, or its dealers. With all that out of the way, let's get on to this month's Santa Cruz Coffee Break. One, two, three, it's uh, making... uh we're, 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 we're live. live. We're live. We're live. Now that memorics. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to our next podcast. Um, Santa Cruz Coffee Break or Lunch with Otis. We're in the offices of Santa Cruz Guitar uh, with our dear friend Mr. Newman on the dials and Mr. Hoover. Um, welcome, Richard. It's good to see you again. Good morning, Ted. Um, we'll have some fun today. Oh, great. Well, we're always up for that. Is there anything fun and new in the shop that we should hear about? Man, uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun today. Because, <laughs> I say that because uh, I just got off a road trip with Eric Sky visiting some shops and having a blast. Um, we're preparing for NAM. Uh, I'm preparing for that aforementioned uh, reunion with a bunch of antique guitar makers in Woodstock. But here, you know, preparation for NAM, we're getting together, uh, you know, the good stuff. And uh, it's really fun to make. It really challenges everybody. And it really brings the best out in all of us. And we really have to focus. You know, a lot of one-of-a-kind instruments, and people have really high expectations on that. You know, also, my uh, awesome partner, Carolyn Sills, is here with us today uh, to also talk a little bit about running the shop uh, when I am out running around, which will <laughs> oh, be really great. fun. Yes. Um, I just uh, got done uh, yesterday uh, with a presentation to Universal Audio here in Scotts Valley. And, uh, you know, they're in our business, uh, reproducing sound, amplifying sound, and really some of the same principles we have, making the, better, the world a better place through making more music. And, of course, their technical prowess is, is stunning. And uh, we'll do some cooperations coming up in the future, so there's a nice tease. Well, well, a quick question since you brought up NAM and talking about having to do some stuff really special. Is NAM a chance for you to just kind of go a little, little crazy and just come up with something that maybe somebody wouldn't normally order, some special decoration? Or do you get input and insight and, and um, ideas from musicians and dealers as to what you're going to make and take to NAM? Yes. so i'm going to work backwards on that and try to remember all those questions we go to nam for the opportunities we had no idea were going to come up uh, until we got there Uh, sometimes with people we communicate with regularly but in that context uh, a lot of amazing things happen 
what we take there is oftentimes we'll bring uh, woods that aren't traditional that we know are tried and true, but we want to introduce them to the marketplace. Um, you know, our dedication to responsible harvest and sustainability. Mm -hmm. So that's the place we can do a fancy guitar with uh, neat woods to do. But really what we're doing is we're bringing guitars that are already ordered by our dealers. We're a custom shop. Uh, our dealers order one-of-a-kind things, and it's a chance for people to see not only our versatility, uh, but what can be done that might be, not be done elsewhere. Uh -huh. So uh, rather than for us to build a experimental thing to take to the NAMM show, people actually get to see what we truly do. And one of our shortcomings is in making custom instruments, oftentimes those guitars are already spoken for by a customer. They go into the store, uh, the, the customer doesn't want the box open until they see it, and they take it home. Mm -hmm. And those guitars don't get seen. You know, the customers from the store uh, don't get to see that guitar on display. So it's a chance for people really to see what we do. Carolyn does a remarkable job of uh, making sure people put those right combinations together. Yeah. So there's nothing that's not that we're not certain about we take there, but there could be some great one-of-a-kind things. Right, that's, yeah. that's what I was wondering, if that inspiration for those one-of-a-kind things come from others, or how often you get a chance to you know, wake up and write something down in your notebook from a dream and say, we got to build this. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that's my, that's who I am. That's yeah, what I do, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and combining that with, you know, all my other values is how I can uh, express that through a guitar. So uh, the, the biggest thing about NAM really for us is, uh, is, is relationships. We have people that we know, care about, even love, that that's the only context we've seen them in. But for me, I might have seen them there for 26 years in a row, watched their children grow up through photographs and things like that. By seeing people face to face, we really do keep those relationships uh, lively and valid. And, and that's also our business. And we've talked about this before. I really feel strongly that business or the success in business is a byproduct right, of, right. of your relationships and what you're doing. So I look forward to it. But it hurts. Yeah. Well, that's not coming up till January, and, and uh, yeah, which means we should have started in, in uh, start of June, you know, <laughs> preparation for that. Well, but you were just saying that you did a, a, a trip with uh, Mr. Eric Skye. How is Eric doing? You know. Is oh yeah, Eric. From all appearances, Eric leads an ideal life. Um, he practices guitar probably five hours a day. He's a very giving guy, as people know that have communicated with him about his playing style. You know, I, I shouldn't promote this, but uh, you know, he'll pause and do a video to show somebody a lick or something like that, um, which is uh, you know great gratification, making other people happy. He's got a you know a, a great family. He raises chickens. He lives in Portland, and he's cooler than can be. So he's a perfect traveling companion. Well, I was going to say, you've traveled with Eric a number of times, mm -hmm. and I know Eric has said what the pleasure he has, you know, traveling with you and going and doing these things, so that's really exciting that you're able to do that. Yeah, he's he's so hip, he's unflappable, <laughs> and that's the the traveling companion you want, you know, it's like, it was like, huh, how about that? The car rolled over. <laughs> I wonder what's next. <laughs> Check, make sure the guitar is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, it really is a delight to hang with him, and uh, uh, of course, at these events, I get to see him play, mm -hmm. and uh, and he mixes it up uh, a lot. 
So we, you know, it's like the, it's the kind of relationship you develop when you're stuck in an elevator with somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no place to go, so you start with your life story and then go from yeah. there. And, so, it, and these events that you do, they're, they're, they're the, the dealers invite people in and, and you have an audience there yeah. and you get a chance mm -hmm. to talk to them and, and I guess basically kind of do live sort of what we do here and, um, you know, give a chance to talk to people and meet people and that's got to be a wonderful thing too. It's gratifying. Uh, I do different programs depending on uh, what kind of shopping and how big it is. If I've done a, a workshop there for an audience in the past, I might do a specialized version where uh, let's call them their A-list customers come in, it might be four to ten people and I help them design personal instruments Ooh. along with samples of wood and that, that you know, that's dreamy to do. Uh, these were all um, events where, uh, you know, we actually had a stage. Eric opened up with playing. Uh, you know, I talked about the philosophy and the process of building custom guitars, and we tie those together in, in um, it's, it's, I, I think it's really engaging. Uh, Eric is an improvisational player. Um, uh, as, as far as his arrangements he makes. When he's on stage, you can do the same thing twice. Yeah. So really, the way Eric developed his expertise in practicing five hours a day for 40 years is that he knows his chord shapes uh, as if they were in his DNA. Um, he doesn't have to think about the fundamentals. With that, he can, he can go from there and improvise and get really far out there, but there's always a continuity and he can always get back home and it helps to be a guitar player to understand that. Hopefully that makes sense. He, can, he really has control of the things that nobody's ever heard before, yeah. and, and he has that continuity. So us as custom builders, first and foremost, have to really know our stuff about Luthery, uh, not just acoustic guitars, but the whole tradition of the violin, in order to have our basics in our DNA, like our chord shapes down. Then we can do the custom uh, innovations and really go far out there, farther than any other company, to get exactly what somebody wants, knowing we're not going to lose the thread or be disconnected or have something disharmonious. So I make it a lot more simple in the, in the stage presentation, but that's what we have in common. That's what I try to enforce in those. Well, I, I, I've been lucky to know Eric for a number of years, and, and I've watched him play with a really wide range of musicians doing That's, a really yeah, wide versatile. range of music uh -huh. and he can adapt to anything so well but we are going to have to get him onto a podcast Mr. Newman. All right. Well, that's for the future, not for today. But what is for today is, is, as you said, you know, one of the reasons you're able to go and do these things is because you have an absolutely amazing staff. I know that there are a number of people that you rely on, but uh, we have corralled just one of them into our podcast today, Miss Carolyn Sills, who, uh, if anybody's called the shop, uh, has maybe had the chance to talk to you. You answer an awful lot of phone calls. Uh, at least that's been my experience. Yeah. Um, and I, do you want to, Richard, do you want to explain, you know, kind of what Carolyn's role is? Uh, I just assume she does everything that, that you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good, that's a really good choice that you guys made to have Carolyn come in. Because Carolyn is not just uh, another member of the uh, team. Carolyn really represents the heart of the company as much as I do. And uh, Carolyn worked together for uh, a long time. 
And the, the reason she's in this position, really uh, her title is head of operations, is because uh, she shares the values I do. This is a service business and we get more through treating people compassionately than we do bullying them uh, into what we want. Carolyn is uh, smarter than anybody I know and that's a nice compliment for, for, for my personality, I'll tell you being able to strategize, coordinate for the future. But for the present, she is the voice and many times the face of the company for people uh, that we do. That compassion translates to be able to doing sales in a really non-traditional way, which is what we need as custom and non-traditional builders. As custom builders, I, actually I'm step back one. Almost all companies, and especially the big ones, but even some boutiques, pick a price target in the market and that target is what they build to. So the materials that you buy, uh, the labor you can sign, all would fit within that price target. I'm, I don't want to say they compromise, but you can't deny it. You do. You, you don't exceed your costs or you blow your price. Um, as custom builders, uh, we're building each guitar for somebody. Uh, it could be the player itself, that's talked to the store and, and has talked directly to us to design the guitar, or more accurately talked to Carolyn to design the guitar, or the store itself, who our stores predominantly get custom instruments that are one of a kind, so that's not gonna be compared on reverb uh, price-wise. We can't, we, it's, it, no, it makes no sense for us to build to a price target, or we truly couldn't be a custom shop. So our target is the satisfaction of one player at a time. And for Carolyn, who does this, her goal isn't a sale, uh, sale's the least of our problems, but the goal isn't making the sale, the goal is understanding enough of what that player wants that she can confidently guarantee that we can get what they need. Well, that, that's, I was gonna say that, Easy, you huh? know, I've never seen <laughs> Carolyn in the shop with a block of sandpaper or anything, but I have seen her frequently with an instrument in her hands and on a stage. Mm. Um, She's got a, a band, the Carolyn Sills Combo. She's got some tremendous YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, yeah. jump in. Hey, we would love I, to I'm hear. I'm just going to let tell you guys us, keep talking about no, me. This us, is great. <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear, but I, I'm not done bragging about her, if you'd be oh, so okay, kind. Please. Let, me, let me tell you a couple of things here. <laughs> Carolyn knows more about the mechanics, the realities of guitar making than most luthiers that are out there and I'm serious about that it's not an idle boast. Carolyn's sharp, she has great comparative analysis, um, she she's, is always in the shop and as you know we build different than others. Uh, we're not building uh, guitars for efficiencies, we're going to try to control the sound and that goes back as I said to the violin tradition. So Carolyn can, can uh, you know walks the walk, she knows what she's talking about so interface between our shop and luthiers and the customer is uh, uh, great. And Carolyn has the option to be the face of the company here. And I'm serious about that. Um, there's a, I'm gonna choose a day where I'm gonna go back to the bench. Uh, that's the theme of this question. How's the shop run when I'm not here? And uh, that's really uh, uh, Carolyn's career path should she choose it. And uh, that's what I want people to know is today we're introducing Carolyn, not just as a salesperson or somebody that organizes things, but really, you know, the heartbeat of the company. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm giving her a hard act to follow on this. Uh, doesn't just work with others uh, as head of operations. Uh, she oversees everything that happens here. We'll go, we'll meet Rick Barto in uh, uh, a succeeding podcast where he'll talk to us about the science behind 
what we do in voicing and tuning, designing our own strings. Literally, yeah. anything we don't make, uh, we design and build ourselves. So uh, with that, I want you to think of uh, Carolyn's answers in that context. Oh, absolutely. Easy, huh? Easy. <laughs> Easy, huh? <laughs> so we're lucky to have her here. Thank you, Richard. And that was the Carolyn Sills combo? Okay, All good. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, when you hear this podcast the introduction will be a little bit of her music so you'll be introduced to that uh, and then we would encourage you to uh, well obviously we'll have some links on the guitar players forum um, but uh, Carolyn hi hi good to be here tell look tell us a little bit about your background I mean I know you've been playing music for a long time but how long uh, I mean you know like most musicians you, you grow up singing, playing piano, playing, you know, certain wind instruments in your marching band. So, you know, I've been through all of that. Um, got into playing um, bass guitar um, and then some acoustic guitar after that. Um, and then that's kind of what spawned me to start playing music with other people. Uh, I got into Santa Cruz Guitar Company. Actually, it was my husband's fault, uh, Gerard Egan, <laughs> who's, um, who's the guitar player in the combo and you know obviously we've been married a while now he got a job here with Richard and um, it was just really good timing someone was just leaving the company that was doing some marketing and administrative work and I was able to to come in and um, got hired basically two weeks later um, and it's just been an amazing progression since then I mean I came in you know with no other expectation but to you know do administrative work and you know learn in this new business and, um, you know, as I progressed, I, you know, kept learning more and more from Richard and my duties kept expanding. And then uh, I got to where I am today, where, you know, handling most of the you know, operations like day-to-day -day business, sales, uh, service and repair, wow. um, you know, customer relations and, and really just learning from Richard how to talk to people about getting them exactly what they want in acoustic guitar. So it's definitely, you know, light years away from where I thought I'd be when I, you know, moved to Santa Cruz about 10 years ago. Um, but I'm real fortunate, and it's 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 uh, been a wonderful time. Carolyn, I've seen a, uh, a clip with you with Les Paul, <laughs> and I, 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 when I yeah. saw it, I, I was really kind of blown away because I got to see Les's last performance. Oh wow! Um, about ten days before he passed, and it was the most magical event for me because they started "How High the Moon," mm -hmm. and he was terrible. Hmm. And he stopped, and he looked at the band, and he said, we can do that better. And they just went through four songs that literally not a, a word was spoken in the room, and they just went from song to song to song to song, and the energy just kept getting higher and higher and higher. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the intensity of the performance was just better and better and better. I can't imagine what it would have been like to stand up there. <laughs> oh, man, what an experience that was. Yeah, I mean, that was a true honor. I, I was living in New York City at the time and um, playing, you know, our original music, but also I would do these Patsy Cline shows, and uh, which started at, you know, in my friend's basement and then progressed to playing pizza parlors and bars and then progressed to doing, um, we even got to play, like, B.B. King's Blues Club downtown and stuff like that, so. Um, and then, luckily, a uh, DJ that knew Les Paul's manager saw me performing and then invited me to come come sing with him at the Iridium on one Monday night. So wow. it, was a, it was a big honor, definitely. Um, I actually got to hang with him backstage initially, and he was eating his dinner, and I'm watching him eat a salad, and he, he could like hardly hold the fork. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. You know? 
and then we get on stage and his playing was flawless. So yeah, it just kind of shows you that, that muscle memory over the years. So, so yeah, that was a, a real honor, definitely. <laughs> that's so, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's a lot of the, uh, that's a lot of the credibility that you bring is you've had a lot of working relationships with musicians. You, you're, I think you're one of the primary interfaces with a lot of the Santa Cruz artists. Yeah, that's something Richard um, let me do early on when I started here, um, which is an absolute pleasure. I mean, that's one really great thing about Richard and the company is that, you know, artists have always sought him out and sought the guitars out. Um, you know, I think we have that luxury of being such a small company that we didn't have to knock down artist doors or give away guitars to, you know, hope that they'll play them on stage. You know, we get people that call him up, send him letters, you know, even like Eric Clapton back in the day, you know, just getting a letter in the mail. I think at that point it just said Clapton and then London, right, and had a, a postcode or something it, like it that. It could have been Eric yeah. Clapton, the plumber in London, but <laughs> right. luckily it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, he, he introduced me to everybody and, and it's been wonderful. Yeah, just really getting to know these people. I mean, like he was saying with Eric Sky, I mean, it's not just about building guitars for them and then, you know, never seeing them again or only talking when they have an issue or something. It's, it's really establishing these relationships. Um, because all the artists we work with, we can honestly say we you know, truly enjoy their company and appreciate them as people you know, just as much as we do as players, which is really special and something that you probably only attain as a small you know, custom shop. So we're real lucky in that capacity. Amen. Well, yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I have no idea how many hats you wear. I know you wear a lot of them, though, because I'm lucky enough to be able to attend the Christmas party here, which is legendary. Well. <laughs> uh, yes, your, your eggnog yeah. is... Uh... <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and, and that's you know. on January 3rd, every other right. leap year. <laughs> right. So tell us, you know, a little bit about what you see as what you... How, how are we going to put this? What, what you see is, is the direction for the company in terms of what you would like to see it. Um, you know, what... I, well, thanks for that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think we're in the right direction right now. I mean, everything mm -hmm. Richard's established as far as, you know, who we are and our principles and mm -hmm. how we build. Um, I know last podcast you guys talked a little bit about our new, like, custom ordering um, which has made it a lot easier for dealers and customers to order exactly what they need and kind of see all the options available to them. And I think that's just kind of the first step in the, dire the direction we want to head. Um, you know, Richard's always made a point of saying, you know, we don't want to build the most guitars in the world, we want to build the best. And for us, it's really not a question of, of units and stuff. It's more like we want to put out, you know, the best possible product and really match them with each individual player. Um, and so for us, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what the next few years, next five, ten you know, years of the guitar industry. Um, I think we're lucky to be in a space where we're not looking to expand and, you know, quadruple production and, you know, get a bigger shop. I mean, we, we love the team we have right now. We have such a talented group of guys and, uh, you know, love the wood vendors we're working with. Luckily, because we are so small, we can stay focused on sustainable wood, you know, responsibly harvested materials. And I think uh, staying in that direction is really going to hopefully take us into the next next level. Well, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed is is with you being kind of more running the the front office here, the Santa Cruz Guitar Company has um, adopted a much stronger social media presence. Um, you know, the the Facebook and 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 
all the other kind of stuff. I'm assuming a lot of that is is your energy. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've um, we've really made a point to step up our, you know, just showing off the instruments. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to what Richard was saying earlier. You know, we we build these amazing guitars and then we'll ship them to you know a dealer and it goes to the customer that evening and then it's just in their house and and there it was and there it went. So we really want to get them out there more. I think also too because of our new customization process we wanted to show everyone examples of you know what's possible you know the different wood combinations uh, different aesthetics um, you know different uh, playability styles as well um, and also too we've been trying to I want to feature the guys a lot more I mean you know we're, we're a small shop and everyone here is so talented to be able to use social media as a way to show parts of the process you know introduce right. the guys you know I mean they're back there working hard all day long and um, just to get them out into the world a little more so I'm trying to step that up as well so, yeah, we have a little photo booth in the back and take yeah. pictures of the guitars before they ship. And I was going to say, you're, you're the one responsible for so much of the guitar porn that comes out of this <laughs> exactly. Uh, office. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to have Carolyn keep the floor here. I know she has more to say. The, the mediums we use to uh, tell our story are uh, ones where they're more genuine, it's informational, uh, as opposed to, let's say, advertising, uh, print advertising in, in magazines which nobody much believes all guitar companies use the same terminology when right. they do that. Um, and because what we do, there's no little advertising tagline you can put on to explain it. It really is, it's really our story. I think Carolyn does a remarkable job of conveying that to people. So it's not just the uh, attractiveness of the guitars, which is very helpful, right. as you said, uh, right. but um, you know who we are, what we do, and what goes along with that guitar, not only when people bought it, but what happens before, during, and after yeah. they acquire the guitar? Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. A big yeah. part of that too is you know wanting to support our dealer network. I mean, we've you know Richard instilled in me that you know who we want to work with are you know small independent guitar shops. You know, most a lot of them are mom and pop kind of stores that are now being passed down to you know their kids, um, or you know people that have worked for them for years. You know, now stepping up into ownership roles, and um, you know they're they also have a great social media presence, but you know because of their size not all their voices are as big as you know the, the more big box stores and the chain retail stores and so you know we want to do our part to show hey here's this fantastic guitar that this shop customized and you know it'll be there you know on the wall you can go see it and just try to get the word out about those guys as well. well that's that's going to be part of the uh, interesting challenge is, is adapting to this new marketing media world uh, while at the same time honoring um, this profession which is so based on skill and technique and, and knowledge mm -hmm. which you know doesn't seem to have a big role in, in marketing and social media it's, it is definitely it's interesting <laughs> yeah I mean you know we're taking a pretty analog thing that we do here and yeah. you know trying to make it as well you've made it look really good I mean that, that's <laughs> why I mentioned it is because you know the, the the appearance online and the the pictures and everything else have just been fantastic and it's really presented the story of Santa Cruz in a way that I hadn't seen in the past so I thought it was great well, thank you appreciate yeah. that that's a, that's a really nice affirmation, Tad. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You know, one of our uns, uh, un, uh, public or unprinted, our mission statement is quality of life and peace of mind. And that 
that means that it's a, a cool place to be. It gives you a better quality of life. But we can't have that unless the people that we're selling to also feel that same satisfaction. You know, uh, uh, then we inherit that stress. So mm -hmm. it's again, like I said, uh, the success in business is a byproduct of that. Yeah. Well, and while you're doing all that, you're also winning awards with your music. <laughs> we can't gloss over that, you know, and, and you've been doing some touring. Yeah. Um, I mean, for people on our podcast, is there anything they can look forward to in the next uh, three, four months? Oh, of well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, you know, Richard's been very generous, and you know, because I do spend most of my day on the computer, you know, answering emails and uh, stuff from customers and dealers, I'm able to work remotely from time to time and uh, go on tour with my band, which is... Um, you know, great to have it all. So, uh, yeah, we do have a tour coming up uh, just two weeks in October, and uh, we have a new record coming out um, in November called yes. Return to El Paso. Uh, it's all based on a Marty Robbins classic that I'm sure everyone's familiar with. So, yeah, the B side is the Ballad of Jesse James, which is the first. <laughs> Record I ever bought with my own money. <laughs> yeah. It's all Italian, yeah. Well, Some ephemera. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I've already uh, done your your contribution through. Uh, Thank you. Uh, to help get that record done, I can't wait for it. Thank and, you. For that. And you know, as you know, every time we see you, my wife will uh, demand that you play uh, "Big Canoe." So. Always, <laughs> Always for you. That's Carolyn's composition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, cool. What else, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up, Mr. Newman? The uh, ability that, that Carolyn and Richard bring to the customer, mm -hmm. directly to the customer, and understanding that. There's a, there's a question on the, on the forum right now about OM neck shape. And this guy just, he's got his first Santa Cruz, and, and he got, a, got one, he found one secondhand, and he was wondering about the neck shape. And everybody's hands are different, mm -hmm. you know, everybody describes it differently. I mean, everybody describes things differently. So that level of communication in your uh, contact directly, you got to have a pretty big filter on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's got to be a pretty, a pretty big, a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty broad stroke. Yeah. You know, somebody says, well, what about this? And, uh, you know, you don't really have a chart published of uh, 56 soft V, you know, mm -hmm. 57 hard V, whatever right. Leo was thinking about at the time or however much wood he had at the time. But yeah. but just being able to communicate that with people and really giving them their dream, what a custom guitar is when it comes. It's like, I don't think there's a, a risk there at all. You know, if if they've been honest and open with you and communicated directly with you what they, they, they want. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, it, it all is subjective. I mean, obviously, people will hear things differently. People, um, you know, different hand shapes, different playability needs. Um, you know, it's like trying to describe wine or art or colors. I mean, all of that, you know, is kind of in the eye of the beholder. So, but, um, you know, Richard's trained me well over the years, and just because of the consistency of our builds as well, um, you know, people are able to give us kind of an overview of you know, what kind of tone they're into, you know, what do they prefer, you know, darkness versus brightness, you know, warm versus cold, you know, um, you know, are they, what kind of styles will they be playing, um, you know, what have they played in the past that felt great to them, that felt terrible to them, I mean, all this information can be collected to kind of point people in the right direction and then uh, give people recommendations for, for what will get them exactly what they need. Uh, that, I, I, again, I want to promote 
Carolyn as a resource for people thinking about a custom guitar. Um, uh, you know, she knows what I know. We work well together, and if one of us is, is, needs to refer to each other, we will. But our body of knowledge is not just our experience. It goes back through millennia of the tradition of, of the violin and instruments before that. And just to start with one point and make this really clear, this is not my opinion. This is the physics of it. Uh, anything you can manipulate on your sound system is a personal choice. If, it, if, it, if there was a right or wrong, you wouldn't get controls. You'd just get a box, right? So those are the things that Carolyn will discuss with the player. They might not have the vocabulary, but listening for the cues, we can help them uh, decide what, uh, what elements that you would control uh, for personal choice on your guitar. But the thing is not arbitrary is what everybody wants in an instrument. And this is sustain and the complexity of overtones that give a rich, full, colorful sound. And that's our hallmark, hallmark excuse me, and that's what we do that can be guaranteed in every guitar. And this is a concern everyone has in ordering a custom guitar is, what if I get a bad one? And people's experience in a store, that is true in, in most instruments, especially made in factories, to a price target. It takes effort to tune the guitar into itself and assure sustain in overtones. So when the larger companies say, oh, there is a guitar for everybody and everybody for a guitar, it's all subjective, it's just they're not being straightforward with mm -hmm. you. We can make a great sounding guitar. Uh, the custom stuff comes into the personal choices that go in with that. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's a mouthful. You can't put that in a tagline to an ad. No, no. And, you, but that's what can't. Carolyn does with people. Yeah. No, I, that's one of the things that, that I have a hard time when I see things on the forum is people say something about the fact, oh, you know, it's just a East Indian Rosewood and Sitka or, or you know, whatever mm -hmm. guitar. And I'm like, what do you mean it's just mm -hmm. East Indian Rosewood? That's, you know, I've heard incredible guitars made with that wood. Mm -hmm. There are some companies that don't know how to make incredible guitars with that wood, <laughs> but you know, Santa Cruz isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. that, that's awesome, Ted. I want to clarify one point too. We're talking about this, this stuff that's familiar to us, but for our audience, they may not realize that service that we offer. The, the dominant paradigm is you walk into the music store, you look for the one you like, you try to ignore the noise from the salesman, and that's what you buy. If you want something custom, uh, the large companies might have a little menu of a couple of options on neck shapes. But what we have to do to guarantee success is we need to talk to the customers. All of our sales go through stores, but we're their luthier, and we're available to not only help them design a custom instrument, but guarantee the results. Mm -hmm. And that's where Carolyn is an incredible resource uh, to anybody thinking about getting a custom mm -hmm. guitar. Cool. Let's put Carolyn on the spot for a minute. Sure. You've seen a lot of incredible guitars come through this shop. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite model and style? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Before you ask I know better her, than yeah. to ask Richard that. <laughs> right? We love all our children. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Well, before you ask that, I was just thinking from the last comment, um, you're saying about you know it's just East Indian rosewood. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes people will say, well, what's what's the best wood? Like what, you know, and what's better? Like you know, forward shifted bracing or not? You know, and and to me, I always love talking to people about that. It's like there, there's no better. You know, it's they're all great options. It's just a question of what is right for you. You know, so the better is what fits your needs tonally, um, you know, aesthetically, all that. So, but I mean, my favorite. Oh gosh. Um, 
must have been something that stands out in your head as like there's it's interesting you asked about nam earlier and for the last few years um we made the shift where you know we used to build guitars specifically for the nam show and then we made a shift to you know we had all these wonderful custom instruments in production so i would call the dealer and see if they were all right with us displaying it at nam and and we'd bring it and show it off and that's that's kind of been what we've done for the last i would say five or six years now um, also proud to like present them on the wall and put a placard of the dealer and you know where it's going um, this year is a little different um, because of the way we kind of restructured our pricing and ordering um, it's actually allowed our, our dealers and our customers to step it up a little bit as far as you know getting custom instruments and they've actually put some stuff into production that you know we hadn't even really thought of as far as mm. you know different wood combinations or uh, different aesthetics and so uh, there's a few of those guitars that we're replicating for the NAMM show just because, you know, we just enjoyed how they sounded so much, enjoyed how they looked. Um, so it's that's pretty exciting to, you know, that we're all like learning from each other. In that well, regard. I can't wait for the NAMM show podcast then. Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. We'll have to set that up for sure. All right. But you, you did a very good job of sidestepping telling thank us you, what your favorite you, guitar Jeff. is. All right. All right. <laughs> We we are lucky. We get to play a different guitar. I know. Guitar, several different guitars every day when people ask me, oh, how many guitars do you have? I say, I don't need to have any. You know, exactly. I don't own any. Um, I do. But uh, as far as, as my favorite, wouldn't we all love to have a guitar that represented uh, a genre, a style that we played and the, and the mood we were in? Yeah. Right? Which is what we do. But the, the shortcomings if you try to put all that in one guitar. Yeah, you can't. Right? You um, and, and just a, 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 a little mnemonic device, ease for players, is, again, anything you can manipulate on your sound system is a personal choice. Everybody wants sustain and overtones, and that can only be done either on purpose or by chance in a factory. So you can search over and over and over again to find the perfect guitar, a certain model from a certain brand, um, or we can do it for you, uh, yeah. along with the color and the shape of the neck you want. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah no, I'm supposed to self-promote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I read the threads from people who are, who are like, oh, I only need one guitar. It's like, oh, well, we, just we can. Need... Yeah, I'm sorry to talk over you, but we do have guitars that are more versatile. And what those come down to, so again, everybody wants sustain and overtones. But the, the most versatile guitar is the one that doesn't have the EQ really predominant in the bass, for instance. Uh, it's not overly bright or overly dark. It's a guitar that's pretty much in the middle so that you can play a lot of different styles yeah. with the best effort. And that's fun. I really think we should consider this for one of our uh, sit-down discussions is to design a custom guitar, uh, bust some internet myths, and talk about what does what in a guitar. Are, are you suggesting we do a Carolyn Sills guitar? I think that <laughs> I sounds think great. I think suggesting a, a Tad <laughs> yeah. guitar. We've already done that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've made sure Carolyn has her own guitar, yeah. her uh, own signature model. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. That sounds good. Well, this has been fun, but I think it's time for lunch, so we should uh, probably wrap this down. Hopefully, we will wrap this down with a little bit more of the Carolyn Sills combo playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> That's a must. Um, and we want to remind people to go to uh, the Santa Cruz Guitar website, as well as to the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum website, uh, which is where you can most easily reach out to Mr. Newman or myself. Uh, if you have questions you want to be 
have brought up in future podcasts or if you have any brilliant ideas for future podcasts because uh, our brains are not that big we can always use some input um, what else should I mention oh yes well, I'd just like to well thank you for having me of course but also just you know based on this discussion you know the, our doors and and phone lines are open you know for anyone that wants to give a call or email and talk about designing a custom guitar and we even don't mind doing it if you're not looking to buy anytime soon you know just want to Perfect. See what uh, see what we can put together for you, and we'd we'd love to do that with you. Absolutely, yes. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll you. see you next month. Thanks, Ted. Have All a right. beautiful change of seasons. <laughs> yes. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Please spread the word to other guitar players who you think would enjoy listening. Remember. To check the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum site for more information about the topics we discussed, as well as to get the links to the artist reference today. You can also make suggestions for future podcasts or submit questions that we might pose to Richard Hoover and his team. The Santa Cruz Coffee Break is a special project by members of the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum and is solely the opinion of those speaking. The Santa Cruz Coffee Break is hosted, produced, and engineered by the Tadman Group. Keep on playing and come back next month.